Welcome back to another episode of Maybe Mummy Podcast, the safe space to talk about all things baby, including the good, the bad, and sometimes the downright gross times. I'm Charlotte, your hostess, hopefully with the mostess. I'm 28 years old, a mummy in waiting, and you're listening to my story amongst others. I've been pregnant five times and I haven't had the chance to meet my rainbow baby just yet, but I am here to welcome you all with open supportive arms should you wish to tell your story. Now before I get started with this week's episode, I have some exciting news. I have my very first guest joining me, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. And what makes it even better is my guest is a he. I think this is very important because he has quite an incredible journey and quite an incredible story to tell us about his journey to parenthood. I'm super excited to have him on board, but I think you can all agree that sometimes talking about fertility or pregnancy or that side of things can be a very feminine, um, a very feminine conversation and it can be quite a closed off conversation for men so I'm super super excited to have a man's opinion and experience and thoughts about their own journey to parenthood and the bumps that may be occurred along the way so I really hope you all enjoy it and there will be a lot more information that will be coming out very soon on the Facebook page and obviously through the different portals and different platforms where you can hear Maybe Mummy podcast so do keep your ears out and um, there'll be more updates to come shortly. So this week I will be talking through the beginning of my journey and my story and I'll actually be talking about my very first pregnancy. Now there is quite a heavy disclaimer with this week's um, episode. The reason being is I will be talking about abortion and the types of abortion, how it really feels and my honest recall about my experience with an abortion. Um, Abortion is a very taboo subject and so I totally understand if this is quite a triggering listen and it may be uncomfortable for some so I do totally understand if you sort of feel like you want to switch off now and like I said it will be my recall of what actually happened to me and my experience Um, but abortion is also known as termination and is very rarely spoken about um, due to the the stigmas that are surrounding it um, beliefs and personal opinions can often play a part with the dismissal to discuss such uh, an emotionally charged subject. Um, I would like all my maybe mummy listeners to know that if this is ever something that you've considered um, or um, you've you've ever actually thought about having one or you're even thinking about having one you're not quite sure where to turn or you've even undertaken a a, a termination you're not alone you're not a monster you are human at the end of the day and this is something that does really need to be spoken about hence why in this safe environment of maybe mummy podcast i feel that it is okay to to talk about it and even discuss it to a degree so you will hear all about my story how where it came from how it happened um and what it was really like um i will not be sort of talking in so much sort of graphic detail shall we say because i do feel that that's it's not quite the right place to talk about that if, if you want to know really graphic information about it which I'm more than happy to discuss then yes please do contact me directly but I'm going to sort of leave that out because I think you can all kind of use your imaginations um, and understand that yeah it's, it's super super personal so what I am about to go through and discuss in this week's podcast is is my personal very very personal um, rendition of of what actually happened Um, but I do just want to make it very clear that you can contact me 
um, I won't necessarily be able to do much for you in terms of your actual circumstances but if you are struggling to find um, the right people to, to talk to or you don't necessarily have an amazing support network um, I am more than happy to simply listen to your experience and and hear your story, hear your thoughts, hear your emotions about what you might be going through in this very moment in time, um, or even just hear what's happened with you before and your experiences around it. So it may be a bit of a hard listen. I will try and um, make it less emotional. Um, and I will go through contact details etc all at the end Um, but I do hope that you can enjoy is perhaps the wrong sort of word to describe how to sort of listen to this episode but I do hope that it is something that you can listen to with some ease and um, you'll understand sort of where I'm at. Maybe Mummy podcast was created specifically so that there is a place for those who have had trials and tribulations or just super happy times and want to shout about it can come and share their stories in a very safe environment about everything from trying to conceive, having a baby, having some bumps along the way during pregnancy and then what happens when you actually get there. So this episode will be different from last week. Last week, I discussed about what had recently happened to me during COVID-19, the global pandemic. This episode is actually going right back to the very, very beginning of my journey of becoming a parent. And it will be discussing quite a lot of different details. Um, In this one in particular, this episode in particular, I will be talking about termination in quite some detail Um, so if this is something I will put a disclaimer in the information before you listen to the podcast but if this is something that you find quite triggering um, it might not be the right episode to listen to. I am hoping that in the next few weeks I'll have a couple of guests who will be able to actually share their stories so you're not just listening to all of my dramas Um, you'll actually be able to hear from other people who would like to share their journey and where they're at, where they're getting to, um, any stresses and strains that they're finding, loads of different things. So yes, do stick around and I hope you enjoy it. So I will just tell you a little bit about um, this episode. I will start right at the very beginning of my whole journey. It's about, I think almost four years ago, um, my husband and I had only recently met and um, completely and utterly unexpectedly we fell pregnant. We weren't trying but we also weren't being careful and this then obviously comes up with a whole load of difficulties, challenges that I had never faced before nor had my husband. from my personal personal opinion, um, when something like this happens, I think there are lots of different emotions involved, lots of different people's opinions involved as well. And I truly do believe, and like I said, this is my personal opinion. I know that there are lots of different views out there, but it is really down to the person who is carrying the pregnancy. It is their decision what they choose to do with a pregnancy because they are the ones who have to experience it all um you a lot of people don't really realize what is confronted with abortion and all of the things that come with it the emotions the understanding the the knowledge behind it is so minimal and it's such a huge taboo because so many people don't talk about it. I know plenty of people who have had abortions and chose to go through that um, decision and it's not a decision that is ever made lightly. Um, it's something that is a very personal choice and it happens for many reasons. People choose to have abortions for so many different reasons. And I don't feel that anybody else's opinions and thoughts about it 
are relevant should ever be taken into consideration if it is something that you are thinking about if you find out you're pregnant and it's not for you um, but that is my personal opinion so it's pretty clear that when we did fall pregnant um, this this very first time we weren't ready my husband and I and we did look at a lot of different options um, but we did choose to move forward with um aborting the pregnancy like i said it just it we weren't ready we weren't ready as a couple um i personally was ready but i was ready on more of an emotional side of things um i mean i feel as though i have been ready to be a mother since i was about 19 but having a child or multiple children in one go is huge it's such a big thing that needs to be undertaken. There's so many elements to it. It's not just you're pregnant and then you have a baby and tra-da, it's all rainbows and sunshine and you know flowers and everything. It's really, really hard work. Being a parent is a full-time job. Um, obviously, I'm hoping for most people it's an enjoyable one, but there's lots of things, lots of things lots of elements that need to be taken into consideration when choosing to have children there's a financial side of things there's the responsibility side of things um, and then there's a the self-care and then the care and the responsibility for um, a child that have to all be taken into consideration and my husband and I obviously at the time we were very new into our relationship so therefore it was something that we also as individuals and as a couple had to really think about and we did make that decision that we weren't ready we weren't in the place where we'd been together either long enough um, that we were strong enough together and separately um, and it is a huge responsibility to undertake so I will be giving you um, a real sort of step-by-step -step of what happened, um, what type of abortion I had, and some real sort of actual details surrounding it. Um, like I said, it's this is a very, very hard subject to talk about because there is so much taboo around it. But I would really like to just say to any listeners out there who are either considering it um, or who have had an abortion before, um, regardless of whatever your situation, regardless of your age, your your feelings, your emotions about it, it's okay to talk about it. You're not a monster you're not horrible you, you are human and you have done what is right for both yourself and actually for that pregnancy um it it is so much there is so much pressure and it is such a pressurized situation there's gosh you're having to deal with so many hormones as a partner of somebody who uh, you know you've just found out it is a really dramatic and can be really traumatic time and just give yourself a break give yourself a break for thinking about abortion even if you don't go through with it even if you decide against it you're not a monster there is nothing wrong with you to think about all of your options and yes abortion in this day and age is an option that is open to most people and it's still actually so surprising I guess for me because I'm so you don't get educated about things like this when you're in school or growing up most people don't talk about it so how would you know I mean I certainly didn't know how to even go about it when I came to sort of really thinking about it and wanting to talk to people about it but for me I find it so overwhelmingly surprising that for some people it's actually still not you're still not able to freely just go out and and find the information and the details and the support that you need to have one safely um for me that is completely completely lost and completely wrong but again I would say I am pro abortion abortion because I am pro-choice um I know that there's loads of different sayings and there's you know pro-life I am pro-life as well but I also do feel that it starts with 
the the person who's carrying that pregnancy anyway i'm digressing and going over the same sort of information i've just explained so my 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 ordeal um I will be really, really real in, in this very small section. I don't want to sort of go over it too much. I don't want to scare anybody with the information because, again, it's what happened to me. Um, if you've been through your own uh, experience and it is part of your journey, then it may be completely different. But I am going to give you a real rendition of what my husband and myself went through when we went through our abortion so i was not young at the time i was only a, it, this is i guess in some respects still sort of fairly recent um and it is still something that yes i'm i'm emotionally dealing with today i think once you hear about my story i'm hoping that you will understand that it's not something that you get over easily it's it's, it's something that stays with you every element of my my journey will stay with me um, for the rest of my life for whatever reason for its importance reasons yeah these these circumstances and situations that I have been in will stay with me and this one in particular was really well it was the first it was the first pregnancy I'd ever experienced it was the first sort of real trauma I'd ever experienced in terms of such an emotional and physical thing that I had to go through um but it was also the first door that opened on my journey to doing all of the research that I've done in so many for so many hours so many days it's the first sort of step forward in terms of, um, yeah, parenthood and going down that road. So a couple of years ago, um, I found out I was pregnant completely and utterly unexpectedly. My cycles um, were regular like clockwork, even to the, the, the moment I knew what sort of time I would actually start my period. And... Um, in one particular instance, um, I ran up the stairs where I worked in the office that I worked in and um, it felt as though my, for anybody who actually does know me, I have rather small bosoms <laughs> and it felt as though they were about to explode this one particular time um, before I realised I was pregnant. I was running up the stairs and they felt like beach balls and they felt swollen painful sore um which wasn't uncommon but this was a, a quite dramatic in in the sense that yeah it was a lot more than I was used to so that was the first sort of indicator but again I I you know I was expecting my period and I usually got symptoms of sore breasts when that was meant to happen um and then uh, a couple of days went by the my due date for my period um kind of came and went but again I, I wasn't really that fussed um I wasn't too worried until it got to sort of day three and um my partner and I were having a few sort of little small tiffs but to me they were huge they were just this ginormous oh storm it was just it, looking back on it, it was pathetic that I was feeling so over emotional and hormonal, I guess. Um, and yeah, I just I, I remember in one specific instance, I was just like, that's it. I'm going to break up with him. I can't cope with this anymore. Oh, woe was me. Dramatic, dramatic. And yeah, actually looking back on it now, it was purely because of hormones. So funny enough, I had a just a cheap test at home and I just thought, you know what, I'm a couple of days late. I'm a little bit over emotional than normal and my boobs are just, they are very, very painful, unnecessarily painful. So I'll take a test. It'll be negative, but, you know, I'll just let me just rule it out. So off I went, you know, did the test. I flipped the test over so that I couldn't see it um i couldn't see you know what the the diagnosis was um and the prognosis and um you know went to the loo did everything i needed to do flipped it back over and my goodness it was probably one of the most 
positive tests I've ever taken for being a very, very first test. Three days late, you know, I drink a lot of water, so it was kind of diluted and everything as well. Um, but it was it was a glaring positive. And I froze. I just completely and utterly froze. I, it was a wave of panic, a wave of holy crap. Like, whoa, this, I just, yeah. I immediately, I was living in a house show at the time as well. So I immediately went to try and sort of speak to one of my my housemates and I found one of them, bless her cotton socks, I found one of them in, in our sort of communal lounge. And I just, I just burst into tears. I just burst into tears. And again, I look back and I think, gosh, I probably, if I could see myself then and now and everything, I probably would have been so different. But yeah, I just... I didn't know what to do. And I just think I remember sort of saying, I fucked up, I fucked up and he's going to leave me and I fucked up. And this is where it kind of, uh, from a personal aspect and reflecting on it, there's so much propaganda that, you know, as soon as you find out that you're pregnant and you're not married, your, your, your partner will leave you and you'll be a single mother. And oh my goodness, that was the kind of stuff that was going through my head at the time. Um, but actually my partner and I are really strong and we're adults. And I'm not saying that anybody who goes through something at a much younger age is not an adult, but it is a real, a real adult thing to have to discuss. You know, it brings up a lot of stuff that people don't want to talk about, but we, um, later had a conversation, um, about what we should do. And I did say to him, you know, we're both agreed, right? We're both agreed that, you know, we're not ready for this. This is not what we're supposed to be doing right now. Um, we're both agreed that, you know, abortion is what we, we should really be doing. And my my partner, my husband agreed. And um, that was that. Went to bed, woke up the next morning, off I went, you know, carried on life as normal. But at the same time, I was making those very sort of scary phone calls to my GP um, to ask, um, well, what do I do? I mean, I've, I've never been through this before. I don't, I don't know what to say. You know, I don't want to have that conversation. And it's always awkward because, you know, you're not necessarily talking straight to your GP. It's you're talking to the receptionist to be like, I need to talk to my GP because, well, you know, I'm, I'm pregnant and I don't, I, I don't want to be, I need to discuss my options. Um, so yeah, it was it was very awkward, but I was given the details to a clinic um, that is funded by the NHS and covered by the NHS. And um, given all of the details, there was one, um, I think there was two where I lived at the time, but I was given the details to one that I contacted, self-referred and um, got myself booked in. Um, so I had the conversation with this this clinic and they were amazing. You know, there was no judgment, no nothing. It was very much, you know, when was the first day of your last period? Um, how old are you? What's the situation? Really, really gentle human beings and really understanding to the situation. Um, and so I got booked in for in sort of about two weeks time. Um, they gave me all of the breakdown about sort of what would happen, um, what I needed to do, what I needed to prepare. And my GP as well, um, probably the best GP surgery I've ever and GP care I've ever been under. Um, they also sort of said to give them a follow up call so that, again, they could give me further support. And I know and I still don't really understand why, but I know that there are so many GP surgeries, um, people who have experienced something similar to so that, something I've been through, um, that don't get anything like that at all. They just, you know, get fogged off or pushed aside. And that is really cements some people's experiences really um because it, it can really change from a negative to a positive experience regardless of the situation as a whole um so yes we did get booked in and in those two weeks they were probably some of the hardest two weeks i've ever been through just purely because you're given 
all of this time to to think about everything overanalyze which I am awful at doing and yes I had um I initially was very much like no I'm not telling my family I'm not telling my parents because you know this was just something for my myself and obviously at the time my my boyfriend who's now my husband um it's just something that we need to go through and but that just doesn't bode well with me um people at work found out in a nice way um just purely because I became a hormonal mess if I'm honest with you um because obviously you're you're sat with this well I was sat with this massive weight on my shoulders I was sat for two weeks wondering whether it was the right thing for me to do whether I was making a huge mistake um you know there was a there was a part of me that to this day still thinks you know I did mistake because I wish I'd kept it you know I would probably be sat here with a three-year-old by now but everything happens for a reason in that sense that you know I wouldn't be doing my podcast now and I wouldn't be able to to help others in the same way um if I'd have not gone through with the actual abortion um but I I had this weight hanging over me and I ended up telling my family um and it was really difficult but helpful scary gosh every form of sort of emotion you could think of to sort of hear their opinions and their thoughts about what we should do and what I should do and you know will it be okay is it not okay um you know I spend a lot of my life working for the approval of my parents not in a weird way you know they don't have full control over my life and every aspect and every challenge or um experience that I go through is not is not defined by their opinion but yes in this sense I didn't want to be um disowned I guess in a way by my family or you know I didn't want to have to fight with them to make them see that it was going to be a great thing if I decided to keep it or you know judge me and berate me if I decided to go ahead with an abortion um no one should ever feel like that but my family is also the biggest su- support network that I have and it it is important to me to have their opinions about things it means that I can then discuss things and go through things so if you don't have a support network then I hope that this can be a support network for you in a way Um, I've always been very open completely digressing very very open to hearing other people's experiences and stories and even if I'm just there to sort of sit and listen or read your your problems and your worries and things like that a problem shared is a problem halved in my eyes and I would be so thankful that you wanted to share your experience and your story with me um even if it's not to be featured in the podcast not a problem whatsoever but definitely speak to your support network if you're ever going through something that can be as traumatic and emotionally challenging as pregnancy and whether you feel that it's something that you want to keep or move forward with so um the actual appointment um rolled around much quicker than I anticipated I'd be going back and forth about whether I was going to go through with it whether I wasn't um I reached out on a um sort of a a a platform to discuss things in a text form um and got lots of different people's opinions again about it and just sort of generally asked for advice really um I was asking for advice um, on what to expect because I'd never done anything like this before so yeah I, I I had no idea about what to anticipate um for the for the appointment and I will go into some detail about that actual appointment prior to sort of you know there are different versions and different types of appointments that you can have when I made the initial contact with the clinic to get booked in um, they ask you or they asked me quite a lot of 
information and details about um, obviously yourself, your situation, um, so that they can establish what the best treatment would be for you. Um, I was at quite a early, well, still at a very early gestational period, um, which obviously then changes the the type of treatment that I needed. Um, there are obviously different types of treatment that everyone can have and you can opt for, um, but I was suggested to have a medical termination. Hello, it's the Fertility Fairy here. I just wanted to let you know about the abortion options in the UK. The first option is known as a medical termination, sometimes also known as the abortion pills. There are two types of medication that you'll be given for a medical termination. The first pills stop the pregnancy by blocking the hormone progesterone. Progesterone helps to support a pregnancy and thickens the uterine lining. So without this hormone, the lining begins to break down and a pregnancy cannot be continued. The second pill causes contractions or cramps with bleeding, allowing the body to pass the pregnancy. Sometimes the medications are given at the same time. Other times they are given 24 to even 48 hours apart. Usually the first tablets are taken orally and the second is inserted into the vagina and sits behind the cervix. Bleeding from the medical termination can last between seven days to even up to three weeks. And it is really important to refrain from sex during the time of bleeding or from using any internal sanitary products to prevent infection. The second option is surgical treatment. This is also commonly known as a DNC and can be dependent on your gestation and even your location. If you're in a hospital, you will likely be put under general anaesthetic and taken care of in that sense. If you are at a clinic, you may choose not to have anaesthetic if you are under 12 weeks. If you are over 12 weeks and you're still at a clinic, you will be offered sedation or anaesthetic. Prior to treatment, you will be given medication to dilate your cervix to prepare for the treatment if you are over 12 weeks and at a clinic. This is similar in a hospital as well. And for the actual treatment, a suctioning instrument is inserted into the vagina and gently past the cervix to remove the pregnancy. If you are over 12 weeks, additional surgical instruments may be used. You may experience some discomfort following the treatment and should use sanitary towels for any bleeding that may occur. So we arrived at the clinic for the treatment day. Um, I was feeling incredibly nervous because I had no idea what to expect. Um, I had been told by... Um, some other people similar to myself before that uh, there can sometimes be protesters outside clinics but I was very fortunate that um, we didn't experience that I think if I had it, it I can't imagine how uncomfortable that can make you feel if you've ever had to deal with an unwanted pregnancy and then you know the the knowing of what you're going into a clinic to do or to a hospital to do um and having to sort of accept all of that whatever your circumstances may be to then also have somebody shove it down your throat that what you're doing in their mind is wrong and that you're a horrible person that's just madness to me but we were thankful and very very fortunate that there were no protesters um the clinic that we went to was nicely tucked away that it'd been somewhere that I'd been walking past for years and didn't even realise was there. Um, but yeah, we approached and arrived at the clinic. Um, I had to have um, unusual protocols is that you have your blood test, blood, blah, 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 your blood's taken. Um, and this is very useful because it then 
they then establish um, what blood type you are. Um, for myself, I needed to have the anti-D injection. fairy here again. I'm really sorry to keep interrupting but I very quickly wanted to tell you what the anti-D injection actually is. Before you have any treatment and sometimes even a consultation you will have your blood drawn and this is specifically so that they can tell what blood type you are and whether you are rhesus negative or rhesus positive. It's a little complicated if you are rhesus negative as you will need to have the anti-D injection as part of your treatment. If you are a negative blood type but your baby is a positive blood type, in the event that your bloods cross, your body may create antibodies that will attack the blood cells in your baby and this can even stay to attack future pregnancies you may have. The anti-D injection is given to you to prevent you from producing these antibodies on rhesus-positive blood types. So once we had um, had my bloods taken, we'd signed all the forms that you need to sign. Um, I must admit, I remember being very emotional um, because it is something that is very, very hard to grapple with really that you know what your it feels it for me it felt very wrong that you know I feel now as a 28 year old but then I was only about 25 or something as now as a 28 year old I do feel as though my purpose in life is to be a mum and that is what I'm striving to do, to be, to be as great as I can, to get there safely and have healthy, happy children. And I guess a real part of me still felt that and felt that all the way back all those years ago, um, that, you know, I, I was going against nature and I was going against myself and my, my what was what I wanted in the whole scheme of things and the, you know, the big, the big side of things. Um, but, and it is, it's so scary. It's really, really scary because it's, it's literally stepping into the unknown and I did not know what to anticipate. I had never done this before. So yes, it was quite overwhelming in that sense that, you know, you're walking upstairs to go and meet somebody you've never met before, to be so and utterly laying your heart on the line and really, really rawly personal is just something that I just, I wasn't really prepared for, if I'm totally honest with you. But anyway, I met with the nurse. I was asked to meet her separately, even though my partner was with me the whole time. So I went in and had the conversation with her. She just sort of went through and explained exactly what was going to happen um, and did ask me the big question of, was I ready for it? Was I 100% on board with what was about to happen? Was this something that I wasn't being pushed into? And I think that is massively important because if you are going with a supportive partner, they don't know whether you are being coerced into something. They, they don't know your history at all. If you're there on your own, they have to ask that question because of what you're about to go through. They have to be 100% sure that it is the right thing and that you are ready to deal with it. But I was sure by that point, um, and I look back on it now, and I'm still sure that, yes, it was not the right time for us. Um, it was not the right time for me. I wasn't perhaps in the right place that I, I could bring in a child into the world because I'm sure anybody who is listening and has had children, the time weirdly does go very, very quickly when you are pregnant. And um, I, I couldn't physically prepare for all of my changes in my body, the changes financially, the expectations and responsibilities that were literally about to come into this world, I was not ready for it. I was not prepared. And I don't think I would actually be able to prepare in that time either. So yes, it was the right move. 
and so things kind of move quite quickly with the the, um, the consultation and the actual appointment itself it was all over very very quickly um, I was given um, two tablets to take orally so I had to swallow two tablets and then um, I was also given a tablet that the nurse actually inserted for me because I know it now but at the time I did not know where my cervix was I did not know what to expect or what to feel for and that was just asking a little bit too much for me to sort of do it myself I just didn't know what I was doing um, but before I took any of the tablets and had any of the treatments um, I had a scan and the scan was to confirm um, the pregnancy gestation whether there was more than one pregnancy um, which can always change a lot of things for um, for anybody considering abortion and um, I confirmed that I was exactly six weeks on the dot and that yes there was only one pregnancy um, I didn't really see anything they don't show it to you that much or at least in my instance they didn't show me sort of the scan um, it was a transvaginal scan as well um, so that's the internal scan rather than the external one on your tummy and um, I also didn't really see anything so looking back I now know what to look for I now know what my uterus looks like in 2d and also 3d but I'll come on to that at a later stage um, but I also know you know what a gestational sac looks like with an actual pregnancy inside of it and a um, I know what a live pregnancy with a heartbeat looks like from a very very um, early gestation to almost um, 12 weeks and then over 12 weeks I know what to look for but at the time I it just kind of just looked like a blob to me so honestly I, I couldn't tell you if there was a heartbeat or if there wasn't if it was healthy if it wasn't and I think in some respects um, that's that's the best way to be for me it was at least anyway because I think if I got too involved in what it looked like and this that, and the other I would have I would have got emotional about it I would have attached and at this at that time I was not I was not attached to it and I was doing my best to really keep everything in context um, so we had the scan and you know then the the nurse confirmed that there was one pregnancy and everything seemed to be okay and you know there, there wasn't any medical reason to terminate but obviously it's a choice and it's an option so I then had I took the I swallowed the two tablets I had the anti-d injection and um, I then had the um, internal tablet placed and then that was it really I we went home we went home and we had already prepared so we we because i am uh i overanalyze everything in my life down to you know i i have high anxiety as well about a lot of things about myself and my life etc um but i had planned ahead so um i had you know i like they say in all the pamphlets and the information that they give you online it is things like you know prepare for get sanitary towels because you can't use tampons or any other form of um, sanitary products um, that are internal because it can cause infection. Um, so I bought, you know, just your, your bog standard, um, you know, normal flow <laughs> sanitary towels, not realising actually it would probably be a better bet to get the, you know, the super jumbo, whatever they call it. I don't actually ever need to use sanitary towels um, even now um, because my my periods are very, very light and I also use the eco-friendly method of using the cup. So in this day and age for me, um, it's I don't really have them. So, and it was quite similar back then as well that I have quite sort of light periods that I can deal with very very easily um, but I completely misjudged what was about to come in terms of 
the, the second tablet causing the contractions. Um, um, yes, 100% I should have got better. <laughs> In hindsight, I should have got better and more prepared with a lot more, either a lot more sanitary towels than what I had, or the, the sort of the bigger jumbo super soaker, whatever you want to call them. We also got a lot of snacks, which was a very, very good heads up. And that was actually down to my wonderful partner who knew all the kind of snacks that I wanted. And we basically just went home and snuggled up and got all comfy and cozy in bed. Um, my housemates were aware of what was going on. They were fully on board with what my decision was. And so they were all prepared as well, because again, I didn't know what to anticipate. I didn't know if it was just going to be like, you know, a, a bit of a, an annoying, slightly heavier period than normal or, or what. And actually it was, it was nothing like I'd ever really experienced before. Um, now I've experienced it in different ways because to me, it's, I could relate to it now as being on the same, the same sort of a level as a miscarriage. So from the perspective of um, when it all kicked off, it did just sort of start out as, you know, your normal, really uncomfortable cramps. It was in my back. It was kind of all over the place. And then it just literally turned into a complete nightmare. And they gave me some um, cocodamol as pain relief. And I just genuinely was like, all oh, right, I'm probably not going to need it because everyone just kept saying, oh, it's just like, a, you know, it's just like a normal period. It's just a bit heavier. So, you know, just prepare for that. This was not like that at all. For me, it was probably at the time the most painful experience I'd ever been bear witness to. Um, I had to knock myself out with the, the cocodamol and I was given, I think I was given eight in total, but I, I ended up sort of taking four in a row because it was just, I'd never experienced pain quite like it. And I think just completely digressing but the real reason I wanted to do this episode and really make it clear to people what it was about is because if somebody could have told me what to actually expect I really felt like I would have been a lot more prepared emotionally and perhaps more physically for it because yeah I had no idea that I would literally be screaming out in pain so I knocked myself out I woke up a couple of hours later and when I say I should have got the jumbo sort <laughs> the jumbo towels that was very true I did go through a little bit of a, a moment that was very embarrassing to me bearing in mind that my partner and I at the time had only been together for about five six months or something so you know you talk about periods yeah because that's that's life but this was just something else so when I stood up it was not pleasant um because I'd been lying down for so long and I was very embarrassed because I then had to clean up myself the floor it was just yeah, very, very morbid, very horrific is probably the only way to describe it. But my, my husband, obviously at the time, partner, boyfriend, he was a real trooper and he was just he was just amazing. He was so supportive, understanding and just literally gritted his teeth and, and dealt with it. So I bled for a long time, quite heavily. Um, and I think I bled in total for about three weeks and you know, by the third week, it was kind of tapering off. And during this whole time, you know, I didn't have any sex at all, which was really hard for my partner, because, you know, you kind of, you do want to get a little bit frisky and all that when you're madly in love with each other. But we were good, and we were safe, and we were careful moving forward, I guess, until we decided much, much later down the line that actually, yeah, we did want to start trying and we would look into it properly and everything would change. But that is exactly what happened for me. And I don't regret it, but I do have days where sometimes I think, oh, what if? And um, it is just a part of who I am and part of my journey. It will stay with me for the rest of my life, but it's just something that we did and that's where it's at. Well, I'm not sure about you, but I am feeling quite emotional. Definitely in need of um, some support in the alcoholic realms after that. But I do hope in a, on a serious note that it has perhaps opened some eyes um, in terms of what really happens when it comes to 
having a termination. The, the thought process that goes into it, this obviously has been my experience of it and I'm sure that there have been completely different experiences of abortion termination and the paths that lead people to that. Um, I hope it has helped to some degree um, to especially make people feel that you're not alone, you're not weird, you're not horrible and that if this is something that you have been through and it's been hanging over you for quite a while that you haven't done anything wrong, really you haven't. It's a really personal situation and a really personal decision, whatever your decision may be. and that was the whole point of this this week's episode to get more people to sort of think about it talk about it and know that it isn't a horrible thing that you have to go through and you know it's it shouldn't be scary you should actually know about the ins and outs of of what to expect or just have an understanding of it really for some people they've never they've never gone through one, they've never needed to, they've never wanted to, which of course is completely fine. And I guess there's that kind of morbid curiosity that some people perhaps may have. So I do hope in it in that respect, it has enlightened you. If it's just more of an enjoyable listen, then I hope it has been somewhat enjoyable or um, educational. And um, next week is, for me, I will probably say it now, it will be a very, very tough um, episode for me to record. Um, I will be spending the next sort of week recording and most likely re-recording a lot of things because it is the hardest um the hardest episode that I will have to explain but you'll hear more about it and I hope you can eagerly anticipate <laughs> that next episode but it's all good it's um it's a very sweet episode next week and yes I really do hope that it's you'll be coming back for more and then obviously after that we'll have my first guest fingers crossed and we'll be going from there but if you would like to feature on one of the episodes I would be so so grateful and welcoming and warm and bubbly cuddly and caring about it all so if you would like to um to be involved and this can of course be anonymous please do get in contact my facebook page or maybe mummy podcast facebook page is fully up and running we do have also some new handmade um branding so as you'll probably have seen if you've not seen it before if you've not been right from the very very beginning with the introductions the um the little icon for maybe mummy podcast has changed so i do hope you like it please give me some feedback on that and you can do that through the facebook page you can message me directly through that or leave me comments etc all of those social media platform layers and things and if not you can contact me directly through email which is maybe mummy podcast at gmail.com but i hope you have a great week and come back to listen to more beautiful episodes with the lovely boy myself and i hope you have a fantastic week so i'll speak to you again soon love you lots